You're listening to DraftKings Network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know how ballet dancers are like... Never. Try not to get dizzy. <laughs> but is that... Yeah, you like just keep so- looking in one spot. Whiplash? Is that how they keep themselves from getting dizzy? No. You see you're dizzy? <laughs> yeah, I'm really dizzy now. As you slowly turned around. The bit wasn't worth it. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan. That right there is Charlotte Denise Wilder. No. No? Not my name. Okay. I don't have a middle name. Her birth certificate lies, We apparently. just went over that. How do you have my birth certificate? Don't worry about it. I, I'm very worried about it. We got it. a wonderful show for you guys today. Look, we got another edition of Bold and Spicy. Also, uh, the second half of our conversation with Russ Bengston. About sneakers. So uh, this felt, this is my cool new vintage, well, my no. newly acquired vintage shirt to me. There you go. Okay. I like it. It's Thank pretty you. cool. Thank I you. also like Russ's book, A History of Basketball in 15 Sneakers. Uh, we aired the first part of that conversation last week. Today, we kind of tie a bow on this, so you don't want to miss that. But first, Charlotte, yes. let's get to what's in the news. And a couple of days ago, the NBA GM survey came out. They do this every year. Uh, they, John Schumann over at NBA.com, he talks to all the GMs. They fill out a survey, they answer a bunch of questions. Like Some of them are generic kind of, oh, uh, who's going to win the title? Who's going to win the East? Who's going to mm-hmm. win the West? Who's going to win MVP? Then other ones are a little bit more nuanced, like who's going to have a breakout year? Who would you start a franchise with? Who's the best person at each uh, position and all that, right? Yes. Do you think that GMs really fill this out with a lot of thought? So right? I've talked about this before with regard to all-star voting, right? Yeah. Like, the starters, the media players, and fans pick starters, but the backups are picked by the coaches, right? Yes. And for that purpose, I've, I've seen it happen. I've seen when the email comes in, says, hey, don't forget to get your all-star reserves in. I know for a fact that the number of coaches who are literally sitting down, oh, he's had a good year, they're not doing that. Right. Because a coach's life is... This remember, this is in the middle of January. It's the middle of the season. It's hectic. They actually have real life pressing matters, right? Right. The GM survey, I think, is a little different because the nature of a GM's job is very big picture, long term, right? And so, yes, there are things that are pressing on a day to day, like needs to be done by today. Mm-hmm. But a lot of their stuff is kind of like 
pitch it forward, but especially this time of year. Right. I was going to say before the season starts, yeah. they have time to actually sit with it maybe having, a little bit more. Having said that, every year we get answers that indicate either some of these respondents are not taking it seriously in the sense of, I don't have time, just name some stuff, or they're not taking it seriously in the sense of, like, I'm about to F all of this up just for shits and giggles. Right. And I think we have evidence of some of that in this particular, this year's GM survey, mm-hmm. uh, in, in which they were asked which players most likely to have a breakout season yep. in 2023, 2024. And, I mean, do you know who, who was the top choice at 23%? Wow. Um, maybe maybe a rookie like Victor Wembanyama. You might think. Uh-huh. Uh, mightn't you? But no, it is Anthony Edwards, Team USA's own yeah. NBA All-Star. Right. Uh, so that, I guess that leads me to be like, what is a breakout season? Is it when you can be like, that is the guy, the face, the new face of the league? Because that's a pretty high bar. Yeah, and and at the same time, it can't be... I think he's going to be really good this year because he's already been an all-star and the best player on Team USA. That's about as good as it gets. Yeah, like that's, and you can't break out her than that other than winning MVP. Yeah, you can't break out her than that. Like the only, like the example of that, a breakout guy who broke out again or whatever, I would think about Steph Curry, like his second MVP year. Right. Like you said, how much better could he be? And then it's like, no, like he actually had another level of greatness that none of us knew that. So I guess you call that a breakout year, but again, he was the reigning MVP. Like, and how? that should not be the criteria that we're no. going by for breakout year. Um, is, so another example. So I would. Some of this is the question is purposely vague. Shout out to Josh Schumann. Yeah, it's I, he's not leading anyone. It's like hey, you tell me. And so enough guys were like, I can't think of any. Well, Anthony Edwards is young, <laughs> and that's it, right? Right. Another example of the question being vague. Charlotte, who's the best point guard in the NBA, according to GMs? Stephen Curry. Golden State, 63%. Who's the best shooting guard Mm. in the NBA? Number one is Devin Booker. Who's number two? Stephen Curry. Okay, so there you go. So there's a bunch of guys who voted Steph Curry's the best point guard. And then there's some guys that said, Steph Curry's not a point guard. He's a two guard. And then that's where their vote went, right? Unless there were people who voted for him as best point guard and best two guard. And we see this happen again with small forward and power forward where Kevin Durant is second in both of those categories. Which also, I mean, I feel like this speaks to some of the nature of the positionless basketball. That, but I, I feel like it's sort of funny when you have questions that should have, or that seem like they would have yeah. more defined answers or criteria, and then even GMs are like, I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, it, it highlights like how hard <laughs> some of this stuff is, yeah. at the very least, or maybe they're just lazy, right? Yeah, right. But... All of these pale in comparison to the answer to a question. Look, every year we get one of these, and that's why I say some of these are trolling. So I want to say two, three years ago, there was a GM mm-hmm. who literally, at any opportunity he could, about new acquisitions, underrated acquisitions. Uh, most uh, one of the questions he used to ask was like, "What's a loss that's going to help hurt a team the most?" Yeah, and this dude answered Tomasz Sadoransky for all of that stuff. Stop it. And I'm like, how is this guy getting votes for the, the most underrated acquisition, the best acquisition, the biggest loss? Like, Tomasz Sadoransky, by the way, Google him. Yeah. He's not in the league anymore. In that vein, Charlotte, mm-hmm. one of the questions was, if you were starting a franchise today and could sign 
any player in the NBA. Anybody. Any player in the NBA, who would it be? Number one on the list was Nikola Jokic. Makes a whole lot of sense. Yep. These surveys are very often influenced by recent events. I was going to say a, a recency, little recency bias. Recency bias, bias yeah. is strong. He says, oh, like, Jokic did this. Thing. Okay. Uh, number two, surprisingly, though not shockingly, is mm -hmm. Victor Wembanyama at 23%. Yeah. Because young, most promising rookie in 20 years. That was also a thing yep. they voted on here. And, and, like, one of the things also is the idea that... Um, if I'm starting a play a franchise, I want a player who gives me the biggest longevity. Right. So you don't say LeBron because he's in his year twenty one or twenty two. You want or twenty one, yeah, year twenty one. You want someone who's gonna quote unquote be around. So yeah. it's like I get it. number three is Giannis. Okay. Okay. Number four is Luka Doncic, again. Young, exciting, all round player, whatever. Number five is Anthony Edwards. And that's above Steph Curry, above Joel Embiid. Above Jason Tatum. Now, I, I was about to say, do you think that's an age thing? And then you got to Jason Tatum. Yeah, so I said it in terms of above those three players. But this question is an open-ended question for which people give an answer. So for Anthony Edwards to get 7% of the vote, 7% of 30 votes, we're assuming every GM participated, right? Yeah. So that's about two GMs there, right? Mm -hmm. Said Anthony Edwards. That was their answer. Would that be... So, like, so the two GMs went and said, hey, do you want Giannis or Anthony Edwards? Oh, give me Anthony Edwards. Hey, do you want Nikola Jokic or Anthony Edwards? No, 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 no. Give me Anthony Edwards. Really? Like, I love the dude. I think he's fun. I think he's funny. I think he's exciting. I think he, he plays hard. We, he's shown himself to be a playoff competitor. Ain't no freaking way in the world you give me the chance to pick any player... Well, it flies in the face of, like, who is the greatest player. Or who will win next year's MVP? And it's Jokic, Giannis, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to start a franchise with any one of them? Two of y'all are lying, basically. It doesn't make sense. Like, right. are you being a hipster? Everyone probably said Giannis or Jokic. Uh, but like, do I want a I, hipster running my team? No. I, like, I, I don't want you to show me how cool you are. I'm like are. a shrewd businessman yeah, running I mean, my I'm team. Like, <laughs> like, there's no shame in like the obvious answer. Right. They, they made a whole razor about it. <laughs> Can I just tell you before we move on to a, mm -hmm. to a slightly more sneakery um, subject, you probably knew this was coming, mm -hmm. but my favorite answer to one of these questions was, what was the most underrated player acquisition at number one? My boy, Marcus Smart, yeah. Memphis, 17%. And I like that because it's underrated. They're like, who didn't get enough respect this offseason? Right. Everyone's going like, to say Damian Lillard. Yeah, I'm like, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart does not get enough respect. Another one of your guys is on that list. I think Grant Williams is yeah, in the top five. Yeah. My two guys. Nah, look, I, look, I think both of those guys are going to be huge helps to yeah. uh, Memphis and Dallas. So, uh, GM survey, a lot of fun. You know what else is fun? What? Talking about sneakers. And yeah. I know the news came out that Shaquille O'Neal's been named the president of basketball for Reebok, the Reebok brand. Uh, Allen Iverson is going to be involved as well in the an official capacity. I believe? I believe it's the vice president, yeah. Which, who knows what any of those, what that president, well, vice president. The president of Reebok has told us. He the, knows, CEO oh, the CEO of Reebok. He said of Reebok. it is not a figurehead position. Yeah, it's not a consultant. No. This is a guy who's showing up to work with a briefcase. Yeah, every night that Shaq is on TNT that morning, he showed up to Reebok with his briefcase, yeah. and he was ready to get down to business. Yeah, like Clark Kent. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's pretty interesting. You know what else is interesting? What? Our friend Russ Bangston, right? Wrote a book, A History of Basketball, 15 Sneakers. We had a great conversation with him. The first half aired last week. If you missed it, it's on YouTube. Just go find it. Go check but it out. Part two comes up next. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There was a brief moment of like, oh, the new Air Jordan. And now it's just like gone. You know, I, I went to a uh, like a mall footlocker and I noticed that all the new Lucas, like the Luca 2s, which are fairly recent, were like lined up at the bottom of the wall, mm. like along the floor. It's like those just came out. What are you doing? Like, don't you want to sell those? What is it then? Is it is it the sneaker company informing the the consumer hey this is important and this isn't or is it the consumer informing the companies hey we don't care about that new stuff we want the retros i think it's a little of both i think it's a little of both and to be honest with you and like i can say this i think because i'm 52 i think like people my age and even younger like don't want to lose their own cultural relevancy so people like us you know push this old stuff because it's like, well, the sneakers that were cool when I was a kid have to still be cool. Cause if they're not, then maybe I'm not cool anymore. And God forbid, you know, and people kind of buy into that. And I think people like me and people around my age are working at those companies too. And like continuing to push those same things. And if I may make a, a, a third addition to that, you know, I think there was something about let's say the late 80s when like spike and mike stuff first started mm -hmm. shout out to white and kennedy and spike lee and mike um and a lot of that advertising and the shoes and the athletes so much less of it was fragmented you know there, there was like this i don't know alchemy going on where like the media the broadcasts the ads all combined to to make these shoes into something bigger than they were and the way the landscape is fragmented now, you can't really do that with new stuff. So all you can really do if you're the company is to continually recycle this ma old magic. And I just wonder like how long it's going to last. Kids at least do want new stuff. Kids want those mellows that look like a comic book or the back, um, the back of a cereal box or whatever you want to compare it to. 
I think you see that across industries, though. You see that with movies like they're just going back to old IP or remaking 100%. stuff um, because it is there is no, you know, quote, monoculture, if that were ever really a thing. But there is it, everything's fragmented. And so I think across industries, people are like, well, it's so hard to break out like a new musical artist or this or that. And at some point, the nostalgia factor is going to run out. Right. Like at some point, they're going to have to find a way for these new things to take off so that those this generation has something to be nostalgic about yeah it has to and you know i think you have like the old stuff doesn't go away you know old stuff used to go away like even when i was a kid like if you wanted to find an album by some band that wasn't their most recent one you might not be able to find it you know stuff went out of print right. sneakers obviously went away they weren't going to retro them. You know, the, the example I use is like when, say, like the Air Jordan 8, which recently reissued, like when that came out, you might not have thought that was as good as the three or the four or the five or the one, but you couldn't buy the three, yeah. the four, the five <laughs> or the one. You wanted the new Air Jordan and the new Air Jordan was the eight. And whether you liked it or not, you bought it because like, if you could afford it, because that was the new Air Jordan. You know, you weren't, you weren't going to like, there was no place to find the other ones. Now Jordan is like putting their new ones up against all their old ones, which they're still producing. Right. Like, what are you going to choose? You know, if you're a consumer, you kind of want to get the thing that you know everyone already likes. You know, you don't want to necessarily take that risk. But I think also if you're the brand, there's an incentive to produce the old thing because like so many of the costs are already covered. You don't have to design it. You don't have to market it. You basically just have to put it on the shelf and it's going to go. And whether it's an Air Jordan 3 or a Superman movie, like the same thing kind of applies. It's hard to figure like, you know, when was the last like really good like KD commercial? Like, are they going to do a commercial for Booker, you know, like or Luca? You know, it's like you'd think one of these guys would have benefited from something like that and some kind of push i was just gonna say you get these pushes like luca for the lake bleds to play a basketball game on lake bled it, it feels like there's stunt marketing as opposed to maybe a coordinated cross-media campaign um and then booker which i would love to hear what you think about those shoes but it it is a very um it's a social media driven thing in a way that maybe as we've seen at the sabrina's it could benefit from something a little more holistic. Right. I mean, I think you could stand to have like a larger conversation about this stuff. You know, it is still a mass market product. It still does exist on the the wall at the mall or like, you know, um, or online for that matter, you know, and you'd think these companies would really want to move some of their new stuff. I don't know. Another interesting thing to me is like, I feel like if you go back to the 80s and 90s, I think a lot of brands were doing more experimentation because I don't know if anyone really knew what worked. There was that and the fact that people wanted different things, you know, and I think we've reached a point with, with basketball shoes where it's like we're kind of nearing this basketball shoe singularity where like they know scientifically what the best thing is. Most people want the same thing. So it's like if you're going to just make everyone a low top basketball shoe, why do we need like 20 different ones? <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird to me to have a LeBron bring back Kobe's KD. Giannis, like all these guys are kind of very different, but they're all wearing very similar shoes. Like it's almost like a bulked up running shoe that can take moving in multiple directions, um, which does bring me to the Booker, which to some degree, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like, I, I think like 
if you're trying to appeal to people who like retro, they're just going to buy retro. Like you're kind of splitting the difference. And like, why would people even split that difference? Um, but I do appreciate that they're doing something different and they're doing something that clearly appeals to like Devin's sense of style. Like, you know, it's like all we saw, see with Devin is him wearing Chuck Taylor's him driving his 59 Chevy or his grand national to games. Like Devin is clearly an old soul. So, um, to do like this vintage style shoe like makes sense for him i get it all right his name is russ bankston his book is called a history of basketball in 15 sneakers it's available wherever you get books october 10th russ thanks for joining us on oddball thanks so much for having me really appreciate it what are you doing no they say that metalog media is so cheap they couldn't even afford floors well who's laughing now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look at all of this lavish floor space here I have. Uh, I don't have to sit up to do my damn work. I don't even have to stand up. I can lay down and play bold or spicy. Charlotte, are you ready? Yeah, I am. I have a chair. No, chairs are bad for you. Scientifically proven. Well, well. Charlotte, the MVP this season will be a first timer. Maybe a four. I don't know. There have been so many repeats over the year. Jokic, Giannis, uh, LeBron, obviously, and then there's Russ and Harden in there. And But there, there are a bunch of guys who haven't been MVP who right. could be this year, like Dame, none of the Celtics. I don't think Dame could be MVP. Why? Because he's on a team with Giannis? Yeah, that's that's the rule. <laughs> the unofficial rules. Like when you have multiple guys, none of them can win. It's, it's what happened when Durant went to Golden State. Curry yeah. was a two-time MVP, a unanimous MVP, and as soon as you add Kevin Durant, you just don't get that love anymore. I think it's going to be either Jokic or Giannis. Oddly enough, I don't think Giannis... I, think Gian, I don't think Dame can win MVP. I think Giannis can, though. Well, Hawk, but you just said that they can't be... If you're, if both guys are there, one can't win. Don't. Don't. <laughs> it doesn't make sense okay. in my <laughs> All right, here's, here's a spicy one for you. LeBron James doesn't retire as a Laker or a Cavalier. You look like you're wounded. Mm. You look like you, like someone got you with a bow and arrow, and that's how you fell. <laughs> I'm very badly burned. Um, I could see LeBron being like, you know what? I want to play with my son, and my son got drafted by like the Pistons. So guess what? I'm going to play in Detroit. Yeah, I'm going to knock that down a point and a half and call it a seven out of ten. Okay, well, I'm blanking on whether you can retire. As a certain in basketball, the way in baseball, you can sign a one-day contract to re- retire. A- oh, yeah. No, they can do that. So that's why I feel like it's spicy. I feel like oh, even if he went to the Pistons, he probably wouldn't. still come back and play for the Cavs for one yeah. day or whatever. I don't know. Not the Heat, though. He wouldn't retire. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I just feel it. Joel Embiid wants James Harden to stay in Philadelphia. I don't think that that's spicy. Really? I think that's a three. I think he probably doesn't want the headache of James Harden, but he probably wants James Harden, when he is as good a player as he can be, to be there to help him win a championship, even though it didn't work last year. I'm trying to do the 80s girl on her bed thing. with the, She's kicking up. With your, <laughs> this, okay. this thing. Great uh, job. There you go. Okay. Good work. Right. I need a phone with a long cord so I can just like twirl it around. All right. I think that Joel Embiid doesn't care anymore because I heard 
from Susie in the lunchroom, who's dating Mick, who's、uh, friends with Derek, who's brothers with Michelle, that Joel and B's gonna want out of Philadelphia anyway. Oh. Wait, really? That's what I heard. Oh my god.、Man. Does anybody else know that? Um, like only the whole school. Where have <gasps> you been, Wilder? Oh, hold on. I was at summer camp.、Oh, and I don't have、okay. call waiting. Okay, I、yeah. mean, Rudy Gay finally wins a title with the Warriors. How spicy does that take? Seven out of ten. For a couple reasons. Rudy Gay is on an Exhibit Nine contract. That means he's like gone to camp and is kind of make good. He, if he get, makes the team, His contract is non guaranteed all the way up to January 10th.、Mm-hmm. Um, but if he doesn't make the team, they really don't owe him any money if he doesn't play any, if he's not on the roster once the regular season starts. So he's got an uphill battle a little bit in order to make the team. We know the Warriors need size, and they had some bigs come out and work out for them and said, no, I don't know if they'd use their roster spot on Rudy Gay, who's a wing. Then, even if Rudy makes the team, I still have questions about Chris Paul and his fit. I saw Steve Kerr say they're going to run a lot more pick and roll. I, I just I don't, I don't know how you can be so singularly branded with a particular style of play for so long and then one day just wake up and say, oh yeah, we're just going to throw that in the trash and, and run a bunch of pick and roll because we have this great pick and roll Cause, player. Yeah, because we got one guy. Yeah, so、uh, I love Rudy. I hope he makes the team. Um, but the, even then, I don't know if the team is going to win a championship. So I'll give it a second. I really, I have to tell you, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see how the Chris Paul experiment works out. That is,、really? I am, that is one of my most, I'm most excited for that this season. Well, okay then. All right.、Uh, Charlotte, this one、yes. is spicy. The、oh, Heat、God. won't even make the playoffs this year. The Heat, you think that's very spicy? The Heat won't make the playoffs? People, for they were in the play in tournament. All right, Charlotte. So you give that a what? I give that, they made it to the finals last year. So I give that a five and a half. Because they didn't really do much this offseason to, you know, if they were in the play in last year and they didn't get a million times better, maybe there's a chance they're in the play in and they lose. Wow. You heard it here first, Mike. Someone's got to be not a heat homer around here. I'm sorry. Are you accusing me? No, I'm、heat? saying this general u n i the general、uh, Dan Levitard universe. Someone's got a. All right, what's my last one? Your last one is Ben Simmons will be an all star this season. 10 out、okay. of 10. Get the fuck out of here. 10 out of 10. How about that? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the last one. Wow, now、more. I really hope he's an all star and we can run this back. I, you know what? What? I would be. Less surprised if Dennis Smith Jr. were an all star、wow. than Ben Simmons. Hey, well, that's been another edition of Bold andor Spicy. <laughs> that's the show for us today. I mean, you ever think about climbing Mount Everest? That was grammatically awful. Thanks. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. 
New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.